0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Rethinking Rehab with Dr. Shane Smith. I'm a licensed physical therapist down in Naples, Florida. I primarily focus in the outpatient realm for both orthopedic and neurologic-based problems patients may be having. It's been a while since I've done one of these. Things have been a little crazy in the office this summer. We've had family vacations, uh, had some staff turnover, different things that have kind of taken me away from doing the podcast. So I've got a little time this morning before my day begins. And I had an interesting conversation with a patient last night uh, at the end of my day pertaining to fat loss targeting, and it's a concept I've heard from multiple patients in the past. It's a concept I've looked up online myself to review a little bit more to see what's the reality and research out there with it. So the concept we're going to talk about today is something that faces most first world countries. Definitely, the United States is severely affected by this. And it's the obesity crisis. There are a lot of people out there that weigh more than they should and have unfortunate health consequences due to their weight. Um, It's something blatantly obvious. If you just walk around the streets of any given town, if you go into any given restaurant, any given store, you're going to see a good chunk of the people there that are weighing more than they would want to or more than they should. So the question given to me last night by the patient was, Is there a way that you can specifically target losing belly fat? Is there a way that I can lose my belly directly as opposed to having to look at my whole body weight loss, which is much more daunting for people than targeting the specific area they're most concerned with in terms of weight? I'd say the three most common areas I get asked about specific targeted weight loss will be number one, the belly, number two, the sides of the hips where you get some You know, excessive adipose that will hang over the sides of your pants, shorts, which always irritate people. And the last would be the back of the arms. Back near your tricep is a common area for people to gain additional weight in. And whichever area or all of those areas I described you have excessive weight in that you'd like to lose, it would be ideal to think about doing just tons of exercise reps for that specific muscle group right where the fat is to burn it up. You know, I've, I've had people complain that if I could just lose this lower little roll right over my waist, I'd feel so much better about how my body looks. Or uh, a female patient a few weeks ago said to me, I don't wear anything that reveals my arms. I wear things that at least go down to the elbow because I don't want the back of my arms to be seen because she was self-conscious of the extra fat she had in her arms. So. These concepts, these thoughts people have, and I totally get it, and and, and it would be nice to look at the back of our arms and say, do 200 tricep extensions, burn the triceps until you hardly can move the elbow, and it will kill all that fat sitting in that region. That would be the ideal uh, situation for most people wanting to target a specific area of fat loss. But unfortunately, the reality from research as of today is that concept is not possible partly due to the way metabolics work in our body if we are increasing muscle usage we need to be able to get nutrients to that muscle from throughout the entire body so it's more of a systemic assistance the body has to all various parts and you know if you think about it a lot of people's legs whether you be you know a little heavier set or not don't have as much fat in them as usually the stomach may. Um, if that was the case, then our legs would literally run out of energy if we couldn't utilize some of our fat stores in our abdominal region, or in our arms, or you know the bud, whatever region it may be. Um, So thus, that would be negative for other parts of our body that do not have a lot of fat, even though it would be positive for those that do have a lot of fat. So unfortunately, the reality with what research says today is no, you cannot just target doing a thousand crunches and burn all of your abdominal fat. That same concept would be in place for the belly belts that you see being used. Um, This was a concept that kind of came about maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I can remember seeing these things where it's a belt you put on your stomach with electrodes that attach to your abdominal skin and via uh, electricity running through these uh, electrodes, you would then cause abdominal muscle contraction. So the concept back then was you could sit on your ass at work, not do one single crunch, and you'd have a six pack abs in no time just by wearing this belt 30 minutes a day. Um, that concept is not correct. What happens when we target a specific muscle group with exercise religiously, You know, whether it be push-ups for your arms, whether it be crunches for your stomach, whether it be hip thrusters for your glutes, what you're doing is increasing muscle mass in that region. If there is more underlying muscle mass underneath fat tissue, adipose tissue, it will show through more. You will actually get more definition in that region because there's more muscle underneath the fat. A benefit with our body's metabolics is if you stay consistently with exercise over time with proper diet, you will lose weight. Some people as you age, don't have as much of a metabolic response as quickly as younger people do. That's why it takes longer to heal. That's why it takes longer to lose weight when we're older. Um, but it is possible. You just have to stay diligent with it. And you know when you start looking at the numbers, it gets really scary. Um, Here's some stats that I looked up recently. Five to ten percent of healthcare costs are spent on obesity related issues. So that equates out to about a hundred billion dollars a year is spent on people that have eaten too much and are obese. Now, when we talk about obesity, we're talking about a body mass index greater than 30, which I can tell you is pretty substantial. Uh, BMIs are calculated based on your height in inches over body weight in pounds. those things can be looked up whether it be pounds kilograms there's conversions you can do for different weight masses but it's really a a weight based on your height measurement is what bmi is uh, representing there are some outliers with bmi that aren't accurate in terms of what we would think Um, if you are a football player that is 6'3 255 pounds you're probably going to come up on a bmi that's overweight or obese even though you may have You know five to eight percent body fat Um, that is the slight aspect of BMI that isn't super accurate in terms of if you're heavy but it's muscle mass that you're primarily heavy with then the BMI numbers don't equate out as well for most general populations that aren't you know professional football players or bodybuilders they're going to fall into a category that BMI is a little bit more accurate of a representation of their actual weight standing. When we look at adults in the United States today, we're looking at 55 to 60% of adults are overweight, meaning they've got a BMI of a 25 to a 29.9. So you think about that. Half or more of adults in this country are overweight it's never good to be overweight. Overweight is a category that is functionable. When you're overweight, you may not have as many disease processes or or problems occur at that point in time for your body, but over a given time period, obesity will be the next step if you're not taking care of yourself in an overweight status. So when we look at adults that are obese, which obese is defined as a BMI over 30, Uh, we have 22% of our population obese. And I know when you get into the next, the highest category that is even out there to measure weight is morbidly obese. And just based on the naming of it, you know that's not a category you want to be in health-wise. So if we're spending $100 billion on people that are obese, why is this happening and what is being done to stop it? And unfortunately, the reality is very, very little is being done to stop it. I personally feel that a lot of the push for obesity, overweight percentages increasing in this country is due to two factors, horrible diets, eating terrible foods that have lots of oils and other things in it that are extremely toxic on our body that most general public have zero idea that they're consuming crap every day, nonstop, that is directly relating to their health problems. And secondly is the complete lack of exercise and activity currently going on today. I would tell you the lack of exercise and activity partly has to do with habit as well as partly has to do with technology, cell phones, other things of entertainment that require no physical activity whatsoever. One of the things that you can do as a parent that's really helpful with breaking this trend with your kids is to actively do things outside or to exercise with them, or at least allow them to see you do some form of exercise a couple days a week. If they see you do those habits, they're little uh, mimickers, you know, like my son, my younger son, who's a year and a half. If he sees me eating a food he initially didn't want, but because daddy's eating it, now I want it. Same concept will go true when it comes to exercise or other activities that you do. If you sit on your phone every night, your kids will then think that's what I should be doing too, is sitting on my tablet or sitting on a phone if they have it at that point. If you sit and read a book, if you go out for jogs, if you do yoga or stretching regularly, those will be the things the kids want to do. And if you can start those good habits young you will prevent them from getting in the rut you may have been in or somebody in your family has gotten in. So it starts with you taking actions first, not just putting your kids into activities and you sitting on your ass while they do those. That works for some, but the best statistical uh, research I've read on success for preventing obesity in your children and keeping them healthy is getting active with them as well as also having good meals prepared at home with them because they're not going to learn to cook unless they see you do it. So that's another positive um, reinforcer for adults out there is if you don't want these same health problems to happen to your children, it's time you take charge of yourself to give them the example of what to live by and what to do going forward. So if you happen to be in this category, we obviously know based on research, if you're overweight or obese, you can't just target the belly fat, the arm fat, the butt fat like you'd like to. We have to do it generally through our whole body. So the best way to do that is to incorporate resistance training with cardiovascular training. So when we look at cardio training, that's going to be your biggest caloric burners. Anytime we try to lose weight, there's a simple remedy. I need to burn more calories than I consume, period. That's the end stop right there with weight loss. If I burn more calories than I consume, my body has no choice but to burn its internal stores to keep functioning. It is not going to put you in a morbidly deathly situation by being calorically negative. We don't have to be thousands of calories calorically negative. We can be a few hundred calories calorically negative Day in, day out, over a period of time, you will lose weight. Younger people, it will happen faster with. Older people, it will take longer with. It's an unfortunate reality of how our body functions as we age, but it is what it is. It can happen. I've seen patients of mine that are in their 80s lose 20, 30, 40 pounds over a year time period by staying diligent with diet and maintaining exercise at least four days a week. One thing I would say is when it comes to exercise, do things that you love to do. It makes no sense to go to the gym and get on a treadmill if you absolutely appall the gym and or running. You'll never consistently do it long term. The first step is finding out what activities are good for me that I like doing. That could be tennis, that could be golf, that could be biking. That could be swimming, that could be rollerblading. The count list is endless. It's finding what works best for you that you'll enjoy doing because that's the whole thing with starting habits that last long term is we have to love what we do. Otherwise, we will eventually find reasons and excuses to stop with doing these things. Every patient I've ever talked to that went down this road for weight loss and succeeded, they eventually got out of it for some unknown reason excuse reason of why they had to stop their routine. Usually, when we're looking at cardiovascular exercise, we want to have a 40 to 50% VO2 max. Or you could think about a heart rate that's going to be above resting, but maybe 30 to 40 uh, beats per minute above resting. So if you're a 60 to 70 resting cardiovascular, we'd like to be like 110, 120 heart rate. Uh, when doing cardiovascular exercise. That form of exercise should be performed for at least 20 to 45 minutes uh, when you're doing it. So I tell people that haven't exercised in a long time, start with some basic 20 minute walks, get on a uh, elliptical bike, uh, get on a you know something that's gonna get your heart rate up, but that isn't too intense that you can tolerate for 20 to 30 minutes. You also need resistance training. So you could look at three days a week, I'm going to swim, walk, bike, jog, whatever the cardiovascular exercise you prefer to do. And then two to three days a week, if you can incorporate some form of resistance training, that's going to also benefit this whole process. So the calorie burn comes from cardio the muscle mass gains as well as bone density increases are going to come from your resistance training. So adding load to your body when you're exercising is important. You'll also see not only bone density increases, you'll see ability to perform everyday life activities or ADLs or activities of daily living will all become easier because you have better body control and better strength to move your body. The last thing I would say that is equally important for older populations is a lot of times pain we have in our body is partly due to a weakness issue. The muscles can't function the way we need them to because they're so weak. And and in the many people that I treat, pain is a subsequent reaction to weakness over time. So you'll improve pain ratings as well as improve joint health because joints are healthier when they have strong muscles that help control movement through them better. So to summarize, can we target specific sites of fat in our body? No, we cannot. We can, however, improve the way we look in certain areas of our bodies by improving our diet, exercising at least three to five days a week, incorporating strength training as well as cardiovascular exercises and over time you will get the results that you want i hope everyone has a great day i hope everybody in the south did okay with idalia as it came through uh, from somebody that's in south west florida that's dealt with these terrible storms quite regularly recently i am happy that the damages and or death tolls for this storm have not been too severe and anyone out there affected i'm praying for you and i hope you all have a great day thanks again see you later